what does it mean to rewild yourself and how does that impact your growth moving forward, being your authentic self and releasing all of those inner child, generational and parental woundings that we get along the way. Listen in as we talk all about rewilding ourselves and how to connect to that in this week's Sensual Power Podcast. Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Welcome back to the Sensual Power Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Valerie Schrader. And today we are going to talk about rewilding yourself. This is a concept I have not talked about yet on this podcast. And I actually realized that this morning, which is why we are talking about it right now. So in terms of rewilding, what do I mean by that? And more importantly, what does that mean for you in your journey to releasing any of those old childhood wounds, those generational wounds and being your most liberated, authentic self. So let's dive in. When I talk about rewilding, this is something that I do with my clients, whether I speak on it, you know, to call it rewilding, or we just do it. And the idea of this is, there's a point in all of our lives where we feel free. We feel completely able to be ourselves Or if we don't feel like we're able to do that in front of people because maybe culturally or familial reasons or, you know, whatever are in the way of that. But like, it's there. It's the part of us that just knows who the fuck we are, knows what we want to say, what we want to do. And that may not line up with what we're told And we know that that is actually the truth, that that part of ourselves, that moment in time, we know that what we're being told to deny, we shouldn't be denying. So that part can be something that shows up in childhood, can be something that shows up in young adulthood. It kind of depends. And to give you an example, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my journey in that. For me, the part of myself or the time period in my life when I was the most fucking confident in myself, I was the most me. I wasn't afraid of being too much or feeling like I had to subscribe to ideas and beliefs that everybody else told me I should. I was me. It was between the ages of 16 and 17. And it was a time period where I was the girl that in my friends, like, I would just do wild and crazy things. Like, nothing super harmful or anything like that. But, like, 
I was the friend that I remember distinctly with my best friend. We went to a performing arts school and I was the girl that like, <laughs> there was a pole, like a large pole that was um, in between a doorway and I just jumped on it and spun around it really quick. I didn't know what I was doing, but I wanted to do it. I was the girl that if it was thunderstorming and I was hanging out with my friends, I was the person that would go run outside and I would want to dance in it and have fun in it. And I was just very magnetic and very alive and very in my body. I did what felt good to me and I said what I thought and I didn't apologize for any of it. You know, I was dancing, I was singing, I was writing, I was so in my creativity and I felt so aligned with my body. And at that point too, I think I was the most sexually aware of myself for that age range, right? In an inappropriate way, but like, I didn't feel like I owed my body to be loved like I actually didn't even really care about that so much and I definitely still had some of my wounding from my mom but I also was able to recognize at that point more than ever because I was living solely with my dad at that point that my mom was not a great person it was when I was really aware of these things and I really distanced myself from her more because I recognized that that was actually better for me. That was safer and the best thing that I could do for myself. So I recognized all of this. And in recognizing all of that, I found that like boys in school were definitely very attracted to me. I was kind of an enigma and I did what I wanted to do. I said what I wanted to do. I didn't apologize for it. Again, I was so in my body for that age group and that age range. I was definitely very secure in my sexuality. Um, you know, nobody was going to tell me at that point that I was unattractive or a guy wasn't going to tell me what I had to do to be liked by him. Like, and, or I wasn't going to be shy about things. Like, I was just me. I was just me. And I was so enigmatic and just full of vibrancy and life. And again, that was wonderful. It was absolutely amazing to be like that and to feel that within myself, especially for everything that I had been through. I had this period of time where... I really felt like I could do whatever. Like I, I even knew at that age range that I didn't want to get married. I actually knew <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt, marriage was not for me. It was stupid and not what I wanted for myself. And it was like, it wasn't even anything about like judging anybody else for wanting it. I just knew for me, the idea of getting married was stupid. If you want to do it, go for it. But like, I don't want any part of it. That was what I knew to be true. I knew I wanted to have a child, but I also knew I wanted to travel the world, perform, and just be my most amazing self. And that part of me, or that time period of my life, that version of me in that time period of my life, 
there was so much promise. There was so much um, assuredness that I was going to do whatever I wanted to do. I was going to be whatever I wanted to be. And you could either get on the train or you could see it watching the station or see it from the station as it zoomed past. Right. And that's a part of us that we all have at some point. Again, even if you're not able to let it out, right? Maybe your family's religion or your culture or just your family background makes it really hard to let that part of you out, but you know it's there and your intent is to move forward with that. And some of us do to an extent or some of us, we get held back. And what I find for a lot of us is without the right encouragement of that part of us, without the right support and embracing of that version of us, it gets dimmed down. It gets diminished or it just goes radio silent, right? So for me, what happened is this was there and then the encouragement for it wasn't or it was shamed and what what I noticed was over time because as I did more work on myself I questioned like why was I like that and then what happened to take that away and what happened was I started getting shamed for how I was and who I was. I started noticing that the support wasn't there or the embracing of that that I needed. And and it was maybe to an extent, but not in the ways that really matter. And that really helped me to stay with that part of myself or to stay in that identity and that trusting of myself, that knowing of myself. Like this was also at the point where I really noticed my intuition, my, my, you know, metaphysical side coming out full spectrum. And I didn't have enough um, safe ways to bring that out because it was there a little bit, but I didn't have the level of encouragement that I wanted for that or needed for that. And I thought it made me weird, right? I thought it made me scary after a while because that's what it was being told. And when you have that happen, that part of you starts to become less and less secure. That part of you starts to doubt that it's ever really going to be safe to be this long term because people are telling you no. People are telling you it's not right or shaming you for that part of yourself. They're, they're warning you of the consequences of being like that, right? Whatever it is. So that's what happened. That part of me or that time period in my life, it, it slowly dwindled down and I just very quickly noticed started doubting myself more and more. I started paying attention more and more to the people that would shame me for the way that I was or to belittle me for it. 
I started letting the voices of the wrong people matter because the voices that really mattered weren't giving me enough encouragement and support to let that part of me keep shining and get bolder and brighter and take me into this world to do all that I wanted to do, to be all that I wanted to be, to have all that I wanted to have. So for many of us, again, that part's there and then we start being taught and told it's not safe to let that out. You'll be judged or you are judged or that that part of you makes you wrong somehow and and shameful and, and dirty or whatever was taught to you, right? Like I was I was told that my my confidence in my sexuality and sensuality was bad. It was dirty and it was wrong. And and then I got into sex work as a stripper and a nude model after high school. And while I was using that part of myself, and you know, at that time, I really wasn't ashamed of my body or anything. But again, I wasn't getting the encouragement. I was being told I was wrong and bad. And it became more and more of a truth in my mind. It wasn't true, but it became a truth. So think back right now, if you're listening to this, maybe even pause about when it was that you knew who the fuck you were. You knew yourself. You knew what you wanted. You weren't afraid of judgment. Or maybe you weren't able to fully express that out loud. But like you had a plan. You know, maybe it was when you were in school growing up and you're like, once I'm out of my parents' house, I am doing what the fuck I want to do. Once I'm out of this community, I am being me. And then somewhere along the way, right, that diminishes and that dies down. Now, maybe that's due to some financial reasons or systemic reasons, right, that prevented the leaving and the doing of what you wanted to do and being who you wanted to be. But it was all there, right? Whatever happened, it happened. It caused that to die down more and more and more. And the more it happened, the more disconnected from that part of yourself you became. And that's where many of us, you know, we we get into career paths we don't really want. Or maybe we like the career path, but we definitely don't go after opportunities the way that we desire You know, that becomes like the, you see everybody else but you being successful or like what it seems like everybody else but you. Because, you know, you see all the other people in your industry doing things like and and having great achievements. And it feels like you're just not getting where you want to be. Like, you know, I, I have several friends within the coaching realm or. Um, that are psychologists, social workers, all of that. And there's some that, you know, we've talked about, like, where there was a point where they're like, man, I'll talk about the same thing as this other coach. And this other coach has like thousands of followers or this other therapist, like they post their work online and they're getting so much attention and I'm not getting anything and I don't understand why. And I just can't get to where I want to get. And, you know, maybe it's a strategy thing. Maybe it's not. 
but like it doesn't matter what industry it is like there's a point where we just kind of seem to never get exactly where we want to be like we're always struggling and again there are systemic reasons that that can happen but you know in one podcast we're not going to fix those systemic reasons right we're just not like it's not going to happen so we can focus on ourselves where within ourselves do we not shine as brightly as we want to as we used to where are we diminished right we settle for relationships that don't really fulfill us or ways of being in a relationship that we don't actually want to be in right we <laughs> we settle or or maybe like we don't show up in the relationship that we want to be in the way that we want to show up so it feels like the relationship isn't quite that great this happens all the time i see tons of my clients go through this with the career and with the relationship where it's like Maybe they have the partner they want, but they just don't feel like they can be themselves with their partner all the way. Like they just feel kind of like that's, that's too complicated or too difficult. Or maybe a part of them like just sees that as like, no, 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 that's not a good idea. Something bad's going to happen if you do that. And again, it's it's the learning that it's not okay to be your full, audacious, like wild, mesmerizing self, right? Or maybe again, it is that the relationship you're in, you diminish yourself down. I, I definitely did that. I dated men that success-wise weren't as successful as me, not even close, um, or they were much more stunted, um, you know, when I had my career in um, my pole and aerial studio, there were several times where I was asked, like, so are you going to quit doing this and do something like normal? Right. Because to them, it was not acceptable. Like they did what their parents wanted them to do or some form of that. And being with a partner that <laughs> did this wild and crazy career, which is really not that wild and crazy. Um, it, it was very challenging for them and it was a challenge to who they were to be with somebody that was like that. So like I would notice a lot of financial problems come up at that point or, or me like having a lot of doubts about myself and what I was doing and at the same time being frustrated because I liked what I did at that point. <laughs> there was a point where I stopped liking what I did but I liked what I did at that point or I, I didn't want to be told to diminish down. I wanted to keep growing and changing and transforming because again, even before I started actually coaching, that was part of what I wanted to do. I, I, that, I saw that <laughs> and I knew that my, my business was going to lead to that more. So maybe it's there. Maybe it is a money thing like, you know. You're that person that you have a money goal for yourself of how much you want to make or how much you want to bring in. And maybe you'll get closer to that goal and then all of a sudden you'll lose it. Like I would notice that with my business too. Like there would be a month where I would hit a, a next level goal for myself 
and be all excited. And then the, the next month, I would make less than I normally made. So it balanced out, right? Or like, let's say you're the person that like you get a sudden bonus and then, you know, furnace needs replaced in your house, needed car repairs or a new car, like whatever. Things like that just keep happening and you're like, what the fuck? It's like I get so far and I can't get to where I want to be. And some of that can be this subconscious message of it's not safe for you to have X, Y, Z. It's not safe for you to be full out. You got to diminish it down, make it safe for people, make it comfortable for others because you being your full radiant wild self that has these big dreams and goals once all of this happiness and joy in your life in all aspects of your life once the relationship that feels fucking amazing the career that feels amazing and you don't feel like you have to hold back in who you are what you feel what you think at all and that part of you has learned to be small because it feels unsafe to let it out. So in a nutshell, rewilding is reconnecting to that part. So how do you begin doing that? Well, there's a lot of work. Obviously, there's a lot of, you know, unpacking of any of those wounds that got created to teach you not to do that. And, you know, maybe they're from parents. Maybe that's generational past life maybe it's societal maybe it's most likely a combination of the things and that's where again working with somebody that does that work can be very helpful that's why I've hired my own coaches and therapists that's why I do what I do because I specifically help people work through these things but there's that part of yourself but on the other side of that like you know you can't just be diving into the muck all the time you have to start connecting to that part So the best thing that you can do for yourself, the thing that I have done and I recommend to clients outside of like making the inner child feel happy is connect to that most vibrant part of you, the part of you that remembers who the fuck she is or he is or they are, whatever you identify as like connect to that part of you and from there. How can you implement that in? So for me, that that became starting to dress a little bit of the way that I used to. Now we're not promoting going back to some of the late 90s, early 90s fashion because let's be honest, certain things we don't need to come back to. Um, a friend of mine noticed that her part, her wild part was growing up younger when it was the 80s and she's like yeah but I'm not aquanetting my hair up you know by a foot above my head I'm not teasing it out like that I was like no 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 don't do that but like did that part of you wear bold colors was there a style or an aesthetic that you can kind of emulate now if you have tattoos did that part of you say I'm not fucking hiding these tattoos And now you like try to make sure that nobody ever sees them, right? What kind of music did that part of you enjoy? What kind of activities did that part of you do bold things? I would do bold and crazy things just because I wanted to. It felt good. 
that part of me loved to dance and sing. So I incorporate things like that in my daily life, or at least, you know, like I'll dedicate like one day a week or maybe every other week, just depending on what I feel like I really need at that time period to connect to that most wild, liberated part of me, the part of me that knows who the fuck I am. So I can give that part of me freedom to be expressed and it makes it easier to figure out like, okay, taking that part of me from then and who I am now and mashing them up together because it's all me, right? It's all who you are. There's different aspects of you. Mashing them up together to connect on a deeper level and make that my reality instead of like, oh, I wish I was like that again. Or, you know, I meditate sometimes and I connect to my higher self, but like, I don't really embody it. Like, I can do that in a quick meditation and then I'm back to normal, right? I can do a quick meditation to connect to what I really want in a relationship or how I want to dress and be or what I want my career to look like or whatever. But then after it's over, I can't do it anymore. I can make plans. I can write out in detail what I want for myself. I create this like whole elaborate desire, right? You know, if you've ever been the person that like does a vision boarding thing and everybody's like, write out what you want for your career in the next year, the next five years, 10 years, and you write out these detailed plans for that or any other aspect of your life, it just never happens. Well, you have to embody that part of yourself that knows that's possible. And a lot of times there's also a part of yourself that pre-listening to all of the bullshit of other people, all of their trauma, all of their wounds and rules that they put on us because that's normal and safe in our society. That part of you also knew that was possible because it dreamed it up in the first place. So connecting to the part of you that can live in that state, right? This is maybe a future part of you. And it's not really a future part of you because you have the ability to do it now. But like, it's a future part of you that's already done, did the thing, right? And the part of you that had all of that moxie, that gusto, that audacious spirit, that wild sense of self. Connecting to both of those on a regular basis, even in the smallest of ways, will start to make it feel more and more possible to be that. So maybe that part of you always knew what kind of relationship you wanted for yourself. And you found yourself settling in the dating. Or maybe that part of you would never fucking hold back on who you are in your current relationship. But you do that now. Well, it's time to let that part of you out in little bits so that what you can work up to is actually showing your partner or partners who you are, who you really are and saying, either get on the train or the train is leaving the station. (laughs) You've got two choices here. I am on the train. I am going. I am the train, right? So this is an interesting concept and... It's a lot of fun to play with if you let yourself. So I highly encourage you to sit down and kind of journal on or maybe like talk out in a voice note or whatever works for you. Who that part of you was 
And even if it didn't get fully expressed, like what were the plans of that part of you? How can you connect to the energy or essence of that part of you again? And then what part of you knows this is all possible, right? And how can you connect to that? And what things can you do? Maybe that's again, one day a week, you dress like that part of you. You act like that part of you. You speak like that part of you. You do it in small ways, right? Maybe when you go out to eat, you you actually order like that part of you would order. And, and as silly as that may sound, it can be very a transformational because it's giving yourself permission to be you. And again, in one podcast, we cannot solve all of these systemic issues that can make that challenging too, and often do for many people in this world. But we can at least start tapping into ourselves and what ourselves need and want to move forward. So take some time to journal on that, reflect on it however you choose to, and then see what you can start incorporating in in little bits. If it's something that you want support on, reach out to somebody like me, book a call with me, a free call. In my Pleasure Queens program, which is my signature program, we do this work together. Like the whole purpose of the 12 weeks of that program is to get back to that place. In the Empress Retreat that I have in October, we are literally going to be using the seven days that we're there as a way to reconnect with our most wild, radiant self. Um, I mean, I'm talking like a highly immersive experience. So you want to deep dive in, that's your place to go. Um, you can check all of that stuff out or again, just even book a free call with me in the links in my notes, show notes and on my page. If you have questions about this, or you have your own experiences with this and you want to share them, please reach out. If you want to hear more about this, let me know. And if you feel this was helpful for you, share it with somebody that can really benefit from it. Like, subscribe, give me some feedback on it. And again, share it, save this. Just to remind yourself that you get to even entertain tapping into that part of you. That wild part of you that doesn't need permission from other people to be who they are. Because you don't. And this world is dead set on trying to teach us that we do need that permission when, to be honest, what we really need is freedom to be our most authentic selves. So I hope this helped. I hope this inspired you. And... Stay tuned because there's more to come on this.